Hello and welcome to Caroline's Marketing Podcast. My name is Caroline and this show is all about marketing. Now today we're going to talk about voice assistants, specifically Amazon Echo, the Alexa, and Google Home. Now, to be totally honest with you, I am preparing for a speaking engagement next week, and the title of this episode is, Is Voice the Next Frontier? As marketers, we're always looking for that next big thing, right? The way I followed my career, I started in telecom, then I jumped on that mobile phone bandwagon, then it turned into these smartphones, and now I'm betting on voice assistants. Let's just start by talking about the numbers. I'm pulling a report from eMarketer.com and we're looking at users of voice-enabled digital assistance uh, by generation. How many users is it growing? Yes, it's grown very steadily from 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2019. But when you break it down by generation, millennials versus Gen X versus baby boomers, the millennials far, far outnumber the other generations, specifically Gen X baby boomers, even combined. Now, let's take a step back. As marketers, every marketing meeting I go to is always, how do I reach millennials? Even if you're a B2B and you're trying to sell to a C-suite officer, you know that millennials do the research for these C-suites before you ever get to talk to them in a sales cycle. So millennials are a big part of our workforce now and it's something that we do need to reach if we're gonna be successful in our next marketing campaign. Campaign. Now, when you look at voice-enabled assistants, millennials are the biggest users of these assistants. I, I get a lot of pushback from marketers that say, well, I don't use one. I don't see anybody else using one. Um, and have you talked to millennial lately? How many millennials are using them? That's the target market, in my opinion, right now. Next, let's just move on to how much money people are spending on these voice assistants. Let's just get it down to hardware. How much is this industry worth? So right now, 2017, actually, it is a $1.8 billion industry in the U.S. alone. That's not small. $1.8 billion is a lot of money. Well, the prediction for three years from now, 2022, is that voice assistants are going to become a $40 billion industry here in the U.S. That is nothing to sneeze at. If you look at these studies and take them for what they're worth, then I would say, yes, voice is the next frontier. One of the biggest objections that I get from new users of these voice assistants, specifically Amazon Echo, the Alexa, is that they get it, they set it up, and they start asking it bizarre questions, and then they say, well, Alexa doesn't have all of the answers. Okay, I, I completely agree with that. That is correct. Let's take a look at your smartphone. If you activated a smartphone, it wouldn't have any apps on it when you first turn it on. You've got to load on a bunch of apps to get it to do what you want it to do. On average, people have over 100 apps on each smartphone. Now, let's take off all our apps off our smartphone and say, hmm, does my smartphone do everything I need it to do? No, that's why we loaded on all of those apps. And I would say the same thing for Alexa. Alexa has an app store, they call it a skill store, and it's very similar to an app on your smartphone. 
a user must open or launch your skill or in some cases enable your skill you know on your smartphone you have to download and install that app it's very similar they have free apps um, and in the Alexa skill store all of the apps are originally free and then you can add on some of the apps do have add-ons that you can buy for real money now let's look at what people are doing on the Alexa. They are getting their news. That's a use case for the Alexa. They can play a verbal game. They are getting entertainment or information. Overall, you know, you see a lot of functionality because of these apps created skills that are created for Alexa. And I do see a lot of brands adding their content to Alexa to make sure that they're on every platform. Uh, Tide, is one of those 1-800-Flowers, Uber, Domino's Pizza. There are a lot of brands getting on Alexa, jumping on that bandwagon to make sure that they're on every single platform. Now, if you buy into my statement that these Alexa skills are going to become as prevalent as apps in the App Store, let's look at what what happened in the app store i remember the first day i had my iphone i scrolled through every single app in the entire ios app store there were that few number of apps when we first started it didn't slow down the adoption of the iphone but we went from having almost no apps in the iphone ios app store to literally thousands if not hundreds of thousands of apps available to us in that app store so many that we coined the phrase there's an app for that and i think that's quite true now i'd be remiss if i didn't talk about market share at the beginning of this presentation i said that we were going to focus on amazon alexa and google home now why is that as of May 2018, Amazon had almost 62% market share of the smart home speaker, and Google had almost 27% market share. Now, there are a lot of predictions out there in terms of Google being able to catch up with Amazon and perhaps taking a lot of that market share. Those two alone make up almost 90% of the U.S. smart speaker market share. The smaller ones are Cortana or Sonos or Siri, but the big two players are Amazon and Google, and that's why we're focusing on them in this episode. And if I'm saying that Amazon is really making their skill store the next app store, well, what about Google? Is there an equivalent app store for Google? Yes and no. They have apps that you can create for Google. They're called Actions on Google. And it does allow third-party developers to create custom apps on Google. Unfortunately, they're not pushing it as much. They're really trying to focus on the Google Home being an extension of their Google search or an extension of home automation, such as turning on and off lights. If voice is that next frontier, as marketers, what is our first question? How do I get to the top of the voice search? When I ask Google or Alexa for something, how do I ensure that my business comes up number one? Well, I think we already asked that question when we looked at our desktop and our mobile apps and did a Google search. How do we become number one on Google? Well, 
I think we can all agree that's no easy task. There are people making livings off of becoming SEO experts, and there are so many changes to the algorithm, and we're trying to just keep up. If you are focused on SEO today, I would highly recommend continuing to be focused on SEO tomorrow because that's the biggest bang for your buck in terms of searching. Most of the searches are still on your mobile and your desktop devices. Now, if that's Google, what does Amazon do? How does this work with Amazon? Well, you need to consider that Amazon may not be a Google. They might not be the number one search engine in the world, but they have perfected or spent many, many years perfecting their product search on their website, amazon.com. You can look up something, misspell something, and you will get to the product that you intended to search for, no matter almost whatever you do in that Amazon search bar. Uh, They are no strangers to search as well. And they are going through a similar situation as Google in terms of needing to change their algorithm, in terms of becoming search experts. Before we go down the path of making a company initiative of trying to become the number one voice search result on Alexa or Google Home, I think we need to take a step back and ask ourselves, hey, are people actually doing voice searches for our business by name? Are you already the top SEO ranked search engine result on Google today? And are you using best practices in your SEO strategy today? I would say you still want to put your time and energy toward your current SEO strategy today instead of veering your resources into voice search. Now, before this presentation, I started doing research on different voice searches that I wanted to perform on both devices, and I found a few commonalities and I found a few differences, and I'm going to go through that right now. For example, generally speaking, the number one search result for any question on who or what something is, um, say, for example, a famous person or a big company, both Google Home and Alexa both did Wikipedia searches. That is the number one, in my opinion, type of search result that you are going to get. If you are trying to put your resources toward becoming a search result on these voice assistants, I would recommend making sure your Wikipedia page is up to date. Next, there is something called you're trying to look up a local business search such as you're looking for an ice cream shop or a real estate agent, for example. And that is a common example. I do get a lot of real estate agents approaching me trying to become that number one voice search result for real estate agents in their area. That is really interesting. On Alexa, they do a lot of Yelp searches when it comes to local businesses. Google Home, I've seen some Yelp results. I've also seen a lot of Google Maps results as well when you're looking for local businesses. And I think that's very interesting. Now, let's take, for example, a company that is big in your local city, but not nationwide and may not have a Wikipedia page. I asked that question of my Alexa, and she said, I don't know that one. But my Google Home actually did a real Google search to get me that answer. That was really interesting. And when you are looking for miscellaneous items, such as how to brush your teeth or a brand, 
Alexa is starting to recommend skills. So as I mentioned before, you know, these skills, they're like apps on the app store. I am seeing Alexa start to recommend skills that are in their skill store to fill that void or answer that question and potentially drive business to businesses on the Alexa skill store. Now, I had really kind of more interesting results with Google Home because they're not pushing their app store. Uh, when I said brush my teeth, it started playing a Pandora song by that name. And then when I said Domino's Pizza, it pointed me to the closest Domino's Pizza on Google Maps. Last year, 2018, there was a lot of chatter about Alexa doing a Bing search instead of a Google search because they didn't want their intelligence helping that Google machine. In 2019, I've done a lot of searches and I have not yet received a Bing search yet this year. But as I say, these algorithms change constantly and you just never know what you're going to get. We're still very early stages in the voice assistant game. Let's take a moment to focus on what we actually can do. And if I were to recommend one thing to a marketer today who wants to get in on this voice game, I would say your company needs to make an Alexa skill. You need to be on every platform that you can be and making an Alexa skill is in your control. And it's not just the big, huge brands making Alexa skills. I see mid-sized companies trying to get in on the action. Last year, I created the Baby Einstein Storytime app for kids too. They wanted to have an interactive, choose your own adventure that a kid could navigate on the Echo Show or on Echo Dot, and I helped them get there. Even if you don't have the resources in-house, there are a lot of people out there now marketing themselves as Alexa developers who can create that skill for you. Now, let's talk about that skill store, quote unquote, Alexa app store for a second here. Now, I've been featured on the front page of that store twice in the last few months. First, I was featured during the holiday season at in early December, and then I was featured this week, actually, because I'm a top 10 finalist in their multimodal contest. In that process, I've learned a lot about the skill store. So first of all, as of right now, the promotional period for a skill runs from Friday to Thursday. Refresh the page at midnight on Thursday night, and you'll see new skills promoted on Friday morning. Secondly, they do not sell advertising on the skill store as of right now. I believe that's going to change, but the first row of the skill store right now is called staff picks, and those really are staff picks. Now, I've been on staff picks twice now. I did not pay a single cent to advertise on staff picks. I do not know anybody who's paid money on staff picks. Now, I, that I'm just speaking from my personal experience. I don't actually know this for a fact. You know, just quick disclaimer there. There is a slider that is on top that either features a specific skill or a list of skills. They did put up a special slider for the Alexa skills challenge that I'm a part of featuring the top 10 skills. Now, 
you're probably saying to yourself, hey, Caroline, this is all fine and dandy, but what does this mean to me? How do I get started? Well, there are a couple different routes that you can get started with. One is you can look at the documentation that Amazon has put out there already. And if you have some coding experience, I'd recommend looking at some of their sample code out there and trying it out for yourself. Not because you're going to create your entire Alexa app, but rather so that you can get a feel for what is possible and what isn't possible. That's the number one question I get about these skills is, is it possible to do XYZ followed by you know, JKL and then you know do something else? And some of these things you know, for privacy concerns, for legal reasons, aren't even possible on Alexa, but that is all detailed in their documentation. Now, the other thing, if you're not a programmer, they have just released something called Blueprints. I'd recommend going to blueprints.amazon.com. And in that scenario, you can use one of their templates and create a very simple skill, you know, maybe questions and answers or quiz or something like that, just to get a feel for creating your own skill on Amazon and then seeing how that meshes with your senior leadership just to create a proof of concept. I would recommend doing that. And if your management team likes the very simple blueprint skill that you've created, then you may get funding from your management team to hire an actual consultant or hire a developer that can go out and create that skill for your company. And that's really where you want to end up is either have you know hiring a consultant who knows what they're doing who's published a lot of skills and we've been doing this for years now that i mean they started accepting skills in 2016 so this is somewhat of a green field this is very new but there are developers out there who have developed lots and lots of skills for other companies and you might look at if you have the funding to hire one of these developers to create one for your company. Now I'll leave some links in the show notes below. So please check those out. And I do blog about my Alexa development experience. So if you're interested in that, that will be in the show notes below. It's alexadevgroup.com forward slash blog. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and please subscribe. Thank you. Bye.